what's up everybody all right we just spoke to the beautiful leah robinson now we have her father in the building big daddy the son of the legendary sylvia robinson and joe robinson we have leland in the building what's up leland you tell me <laughs> i'm just happy to be here with you well first of all thank you for having me here doing it in your studio being with your legendary family and getting some of this hip-hop history Speaking of hip-hop history, real quick, if you could run down what your mother and your father and what Sugar Hill Records contributed to the hip-hop community. Everything that you hear on the radio. Every person you see in hip-hop, any person that has anything to do with hip-hop, period, as far as commercially-wise. Talking about A&Rs, radio stations, everything. So basically, if it wasn't for her, there would be none of this. How did she start Sugar Hill Records? Like, how did it all begin? Well, she was an artist first. Mm -hmm. And she was always a boss because she always had her own label from day one. And she had a vision. She went to uh, Harlem World in New York back in the days. And she heard Lovebug Starsky and they rapping over good times. So originally, Lovebug Starsky was the one that was supposed to be on Rapper's Delight. But it didn't end up that way. So, after hearing what... Starsky was doing in there. She said, I'm going back in the studio. This is what I'm going to do. And what happened was Rapper's Delight. Now, give me a little sample of Rapper's Delight to remind the people. I don't know the words. Yes, you do. <laughs> we sung this at the radio station. We did? We did. I, I wasn't there that night. Let, let, me, let me hear it if you can. Give me a little 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 line just so the people listening can get familiar. Now, what you hear is not a test. I'm, I'm rapping, rapping to, to the, the B. And... Me? Oh, come on, come on. You don't know the words? No, now, I how do. How are you going to be in the hip-hop just... industry and not know the words to that song? <laughs> okay, do it with me. Come on, I'm, I'm gonna, let's do it together. Come on, go. Want to start from the beginning? Yeah, let's go. <laughs> I'm a little younger, but I got it. I said the hip. The hip, the hip, the hip, the hip, the hip, hop, it don't stop. The rocket to the bang, bang, boogie, jumps the boogie to the bang, to the boogie B. Say what? Now what you hear is not a test. I'm rapping to the B. And me. Okay, the word, the name is throwing me off. And my friends are going to try. Oh, man. I did more than you, but I know you know it. But come on, give me a little credit. It was a little bit before your time, and I understand that. I know the remix version. I think somebody read Oh, God. <laughs> but we have the Rapper's Delight. Now, give them another, um, a few artists that was on there that, another um, songs. The Message. Iconic songs. The Message. Can I get it's a little like bit of that? It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I, I keep from going, going under. under. It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. That's right. <laughs> okay. Ain't no Puff Daddy, can't nobody hold me down. That's the message, too. Right. And, um... Uh, Ice Cube. Which one? I think it's Check Yourself Before You Wreck yourself. yourself. Okay. Yeah. So it's a few of them out there. Okay. Now, thank you for that history. Thank you for putting me to the and, test. I'm going to get you for that. <laughs> and we just did something with, uh, what's that dude's name with the message? Uh, dude out of L.A. K. Slay hooked me up with him. Um, he told me about this. Was it The Game? The Game. Yeah. 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 Because yeah, mm -hmm, yeah. he got thank, the 92 thank, album yeah. out. K. Slay. K-Slade is the one who made that happen. Yep. He told me about that. So shout out to K-Slade. Shout out to Wack 100. And shout out to the gang. Um, so now that a lot of people got familiar with what you guys started 
as far as hip hop. You guys were the first hip hop label. Absolutely. Now, when it comes to first family hip hop on Bravo, congratulations mm-hmm. with that show. Thank you. Can you tell me how is it to go from having all this history in hip hop to now showcasing it on reality TV? Wow. That was a really hard question to ask me. Good. <laughs> you know why? Because you've been through it. You saw it kind of coming to fruition, I guess. At what age were you when you saw your mother and your father do your thing? When you first got wind of who your mother and your father was? At what age? Are you trying to ask me my age? No, 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 no. Because I'm only 27 years old. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so I understand I was that. too young for all of that. <laughs> Try that. Okay? Don't put me out there like that. <laughs> like, did you see all of this happen? Like, the rap, like all of that history I, I was a witness of all of the history happening. Yes, mm-hmm. I was. Um... It was amazing, you know, to see something that your parents created that changed the world. Because when she did the song Rapper's Delight and she took it up to the radio station, they told her, yo, you didn't have to stoop that low. They told her the rap would never be big, you know, it will never be nothing. And here we are 30, 40 years later and we're still going with rap. It's taking over the world. Absolutely. Yeah, you see it's so commercial right now that I know even you and your mother... And your father, y'all didn't see that. Did y'all see it? My mother did. Your mother knew. She was good wow. like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? She would predicting like future. she was a person that knew what was gonna happen when it happened, you know. Just like when she gave the the Furious Five, you know, at the time, um she gave them the record the message. She had it, she was like, Listen, this is your next hit. They took the tape, cassette tape, and threw it in the bushes. Melly Mel turned around and said, Miss Rob, if you believe in it, I believe in it. Let's go. When you say gave them the record, lyrics, music already intact? Except for Mel's part. You know what I'm saying? So who wrote the actual she lyrics was, she, to the she, message? She was a writer. She, so your mother listen, wrote the message? She's a writer on all the songs. She wrote with every, all of them. Wow. She was incredible, man. She had a pen for real. Wow. She, she was a ghostwriter. That's what they love, call her now. What, what about what about like Love is Strange? That was one that of her was big her songs. songs right. And what about mm-hmm. um I Found Love on a Two Way Street? That was her song. And Lost It on a Lonely Highway. That was her song. She wrote it. You know yes. what I'm saying? She had a serious pen. Right. You right. know, so she was she just, you know, she knew what she was doing, man. She was a genius with this thing, man. Oh, and both genres of music, I appreciate that. Cause one in one aspect to be <clears throat> a writer and a contributor to R and B music writer, or soul producer. music. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, to do that, engineer the songs. Oh, was in really? the studio yet? Yeah, yeah, listen. Where did she gain her knowledge from? So early on, like who was kind of like her? I don't know. She was, it was. She was. She had songs in the sixties that were incredible. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I don't know where she got it from, but you know, she can hear. You know what I mean? She can hear. If so, I remember I did the song by Candy Staten, um, "Young Hearts Run Free Over," and um, I gave it to her, and I said, "Ma, this is it." This is gonna blow me up. This record's crazy. She said, "Yes, it is." But it's one part of the record gotta change. She said she's not saying the word right. It's self-preservation. She's not saying it right. Go have her go back and do it. And I'm like, my ain't fixing that shit. Sounds good to me. Mm. That. But she was right. Mm. I had to go back in there and fix it. Only because she got the ear for it. She was a perfectionist. And I and I have to respect her ear. You know what I'm saying? Because everything she touched was gold. Mm. Now, get, now, take it back to what you would describe as far as Melly Mel and the mm-hmm. message. So when when um you know they gave her they gave they gave um 
the Furious Five, those mm-hmm. it was Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five at the time. Mm-hmm. And they gave them the tape, and they played the cassette tape, you know, with all the music on. They was like, nah, nah, that ain't it. That ain't us, you know what I'm saying? We're not doing that. And they threw that shit in the bushes. <laughs> now, what was been, what for you, has it been, like, the biggest advice that you could say your mother has given you? Rather, is it pertaining to the industry or pertaining to life in general? What she always told me was, go with your instinct. You know what I'm saying? Follow your instinct. If you feel good about it, it's going to make everybody else feel good. You know what I'm saying? And she always told me to make very make feel good records because those will last forever she always told me to make catalog songs you know what i mean songs that you can hear now 40 years later you can hear she's got songs from the 60s that people are still playing and putting them on movies and all kind of stuff that make people feel good and like you know not to say nothing about whites or blacks but when you mention love is strange to a white person like oh yeah that's Mickey and sylvia oh that was one of my favorite mm-hmm. songs you know so it made she made songs that made you feel good mm-hmm. i found love on a two-way street and lost it on the lonely highway mm-hmm. i mean she did she recorded with quincy jones she recorded with uh dolly Parton. She recorded, like, they, she, my name, Leland, came from Kenny Rogers' brother, Leland Rogers. Oh, okay. So you That's how I got my name. That's my godfather. Oh, nice. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So that's how I got the name Leland. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, she recorded with a lot of recording artists, and even Stevie Wonder. She picked out Stevie Wonder's first home for him. Okay. So whenever I spoke to Stevie. First home. The first house out there out here in Alpine. She, 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 she. I guess it was just close. Friends, it wasn't like she was in real estate. No, 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 no. She was, you know, it, that's what it was. You know what I'm saying? She's, you know, very close friends, you know, with Stevie and a whole bunch of other people. Mm-hmm. Is that what you really want to do? Yeah. <laughs> now, talk to me about how important it is for you to kind of have that trickle down when it comes to your offsprings, where as far as like making timeless music, because we I, see this play out on the show. You pretty tough. Only reason why I'm tough oh, is because no. I'm trying to teach them to make catalog songs, right. or at least try to. I mean, it's good to follow what everybody else is doing with the trap music and everything else and follow what they're doing, but it's also good to be yourself, good to start your own genre of music. That's why I like, I, I, I respect like Kedar Massenberg when he started, you know, the Erica Badu's and the India Ivies. He went totally different with something that Neil Soul. Neil Soul, you yeah. know what I'm saying? He, and it won. Yeah. You have to try to go outside, you know, the the, the the lane and make your own, create your own lane. Then everybody will follow you. Mm-hmm. And not for nothing, you know, you being the age that you are, I'm sure you're a young lady, and but I'm sure there's a lot of those old school R&B songs that you love. And like oh, I'm stuck and, in the 90s. Of course. I'm done. Because, That's why I kind of created Women in Hip Hop podcast because, because I'm they, stuck. Because they made great songs. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and they made you feel good. And mm-hmm. that's the thing. So whatever you do in life, always make sure that you do something that makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. So if it makes you feel good, it's going to make somebody else feel good. Now, I do want to clear one thing up before you go. Because um, we see this play out on the show. Mm-hmm. And we did get a call from Lady Luck. Mm-hmm. Just want some clarity. Because her mother, Donna, is that's her name, correct? Mm-hmm. Lady Luck's mother, um, she says on the show that she was a very um, intricate part in Sugar Hill Records. Okay. Let's, um, right. Let me give you the breakdown now. Yes, please. Like, I'm gonna break down everything for you. Okay. Okay. There's there's a part of the show where Lady Luck says that, um, she was involved with Def Jam and she got rid of a manager because my mother told her to get rid of a manager and all of a sudden her money was gone. Mm-hmm. That's first things first. Okay. First things first. 
Sylvia Robinson, Sugar Hill Records, had nothing to do with Lady Luck's career at all at Def Jam, period. Never received a dollar, never got a dollar from her ever in life. That's the fir that's first things first. Number two is at the time when Lady Luck got signed, she was a minor. So as a minor, your parents have to sign on with you. So that means that any kind of financial situation, it comes to your parents. So if people are looking for what happened to your money or her money, your parents get it first. Why is she under the impression that I, I you just, guys I, I don't think that? she's under that impression. I just think that that was something to say. You know what I'm okay. saying? For controversy or whatever the situation is. But the truth okay. the truth is the truth. And, and the bottom line to it is nobody got a dollar from her. You know what I'm saying? And that's that. You know, I love her. She's my niece. You know what right. I'm saying? You know, I'm I'm helping out. We're doing work together a lot with a lot of different things. But, you know, as far as yeah. let's just keep it real. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, you know, I'm not going to tell no lies on you. You're not going to tell no lies on me. Okay. Now, as far as Donna's concerned, Donna worked for my mother as uh, promotion work. Okay. At the time she worked. She didn't, um go to college or anything. She's worked promotion work. Mm -hmm. My mother paid her. She did a job. She got paid for doing a job. And that's that. Mm -hmm. She got fired. She said she got fired uh, a day before Christmas. My brother Joey fired her. If he fired her, it was for a reason. No one gets fired. No one just gets fired for not... Back then? Yeah. He, has... Yeah, she said... I, I guess in the show it says that, you know, she got fired um, the day before Christmas. Back in the heyday, it should be. Yeah. Okay. So if she got fired, it's only because she must have been something she did. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But if you work there, you got paid. Okay. That's the bottom line. Because it seemed like there was some history as far as Lady Luck is concerned. It's like her mother was done wrong by the family, and now it's kind of How? just history if you, if you, if repeated if, if your family hires you okay. and pays you, let me ask you a question. Shoot. You get you get a job at you get a job at Universal Music. Mm -hmm. You are you, you do promotion work. You take Bon Jovi if he's on Universal, and you promote his record. You do your PR work. You're getting paid a check every week, right? If they fire you, are you obligated to anything? You did a job. No, me as no, neither parties, the employee or the employer. You just did a job, and you got paid for doing your job. So some people feel that they really are owed something when mm -hmm. they really not. Okay. I don't owe Donna nothing. She got paid. You feel me? Mm -hmm. So if you got paid to do a job, you got paid to do a job. No one owes you nothing. Got it. That's the bottom line. Well, thanks for clearing that up. Because I don't feel like you had your opportunity to do that on the show thus far. I know we have a few more episodes. Uh, First Family Hip Hop Sunday night 9pm Bravo So yeah. you continue to watch On Bravo Anything that you want to uh, Clear up While I got you here Right now Today Is there something messy You want to talk about No Not messy I'm not messy It's all about Clearing it up <laughs> So this is what I'm going to do Thank you for the interview I'm going to wrap this up With you Like I do all the guests That come on the show If you can Give me one word To describe The state that you're in Right now The feeling that you're in Right now Not a phrase Not a sentence But one word I gotta get back to you now. <laughs> Leland, it's not that hard. How do you feel right now? Where you at in life? With everything that's happened to you throughout the course of the I, years. I can't even get into that with you. One word? Nah. I can't because I, I'm numb. 
One word. Numb, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much, Lita, for the interview. Numb is your answer. I appreciate you. Can't wait to kick it with you again. <laughs> Woman in Hip Hop Podcast. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the son, Darnell. Stay tuned. Guess I got no choice Rats in the front room Roaches in the back Junkies in the alley With the baseball bat I tried to get away But I couldn't get far Cause a man with the touch of repossessed my car Don't push me Cause I'm close to the edge I'm trying not to lose my head <laughs> It's like a jungle sometimes It makes me wonder How I keep from going under Standing on the front stoop, hanging out the window, watching all the cars go by, roaring as the breezes blow. A crazy lady living in a bag, eating out of garbage pails, used to be a fag hag, such a dash to tango, skipped the life and dango. A zircon princess seemed to lost her senses, down at the peep show, watching all the creeps, so she could tell the stories to the girls back home. She went to the city and got so, so, so ditty, she had to get a pimp, she couldn't make it on her own. Don't push me, cause I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head <laughs> It's like a jungle sometimes It makes me wonder how I keep from going under It's like a jungle sometimes It makes me wonder how I keep from going under my brother's doing fast on my mother's TV Says she watches too much, it's just not healthy All my children in the daytime, Dallas at night Can't even see the game or the Sugar Ray fight The bill collectors, they ring my phone And scare my wife when I'm not home Got a bum education, double digit inflation Can't take the train to the job, there's a strike at the station Neon King Kong standing on my back Can't stop to turn around Broke my sacroiliac, a mid-range migraine Cancer membrane, sometimes I think I'm going insane I swear I might hijack a plane don't push me, cause I'm close to the edge I'm trying not to lose my head It's like a jungle sometimes, it makes me wonder how I keep from going under It's like a jungle sometimes, it makes me wonder how I keep from going under
My son said, Daddy, I don't wanna go to school Cause the teacher's a jerk, he must think I'm a fool And all the kids smoke reefer, I think it'd be cheaper If I just got a job, learn to be a street sweeper I dance to the beat, shuffle my feet Wear a shirt and tie and run with the creeps Cause it's all about money, ain't a damn thing funny You got to have a con in this land of milk and honey They push that girl in front of the train Took her to the doctor, sewed her arm on the game Stabbed that man right in his heart Gave him a transplant for a brand new start I can't walk through the park cause it's crazy after dark Keep my hand on my gun cause they got me on the run I feel like an outlaw, broke my last glass jaw Hear them say you want some more living on a seesaw Don't push me cause I'm close to the edge I'm trying not to lose my head Say what? It's like a jungle sometimes It makes me wonder how I keep from going under It's like a jungle sometimes It makes me wonder how I keep from going under It's like a jungle sometimes It makes me wonder how I keep from going under It's like a jungle sometimes It makes me wonder how I keep from going under A child is born with no state of mind Blind to the ways of mankind God is smiling on you but he's frowning too Because only God knows what you'll go through You'll grow in the ghetto living second rate And your eyes will sing a song cause deep hate The places you play and where you stay Looks like one great big alleyway You'll admire all the number book takers Thugs, pimps and pushers and the big money makers Driving big cars, spending 20s and 10s And you wanna grow up to be just like them <laughs> Smugglers, scramblers, burglars, gamblers, pickpocket peddlers, even panhandlers. You say, I'm cool, I'm no fool, but then you wind up dropping out of high school. Now you're unemployed, all non-void, walking around like your pretty boy Floyd. Turn stick up, kid, but look what you done did. Got sent up for an eight-year bid. Now your manhood is took and you're a make tag. Spend the next two years as an undercover fag being used and abused to serve like hell. Till one day you was found hung dead in the cell. It was plain to see that your life was lost. You was cold and your body swung back and forth. But now your eyes sing the sad, sad song of how you live so fast and die so young. So don't push me, cause I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head. <laughs> It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. <laughs> It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. <laughs> 